0: Road trip's over. Suns go four and three on the road trip. As on a Sunday afternoon, they visit Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Don't know if you know this, but Bradley Beal played there for 11 seasons prior to coming to Phoenix this past offseason. And in his return, his only trip to Washington, D.C. this season He has his best game yet. Uh, All the Bradley Beal naysayers, everybody who's frustrated with the way that he's been playing thus far, I guess they'll have to hold off on those thoughts and make another opportunity to circle the wagon another day because Matthew Bradley Beal, 43 points in 31 minutes on 16 of 21 shooting, a master class. Yeah, buddy. You knew that (laughs) was coming.
1: I I applaud um, applaud you, just like uh, Frank Vogel. Started applauding him when he left and everyone kind of joined in. I applaud you and Suns Geek for just being like, hey, it's good. He has a mask, right? He has tampons stuck up his nose. He'll be okay. <laughs> and tonight, he was all right. So <laughs> he, he definitely uh, bounced back tonight. And it was a good time, too, to score 40-plus 40, 40, uh, in Washington. Great. Yeah,
0: Washington it, was, it, it was great to see that just – I feel like a lot of Suns fans needed to see that tonight from Beal. They needed to see that this is a really 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 talented basketball player. There's a reason why he gets paid an exorbitant amount of money. And maybe it's too much. I don't know. I'm not I don't determine the those prices. But he's somebody who has played the third fiddle for the Phoenix Suns this entire season as he's battled back from injury after injury after injury. So Being in a place that makes him comfortable, combined with the fact that Devin Booker was in foul trouble, opened the gate and allowed him an opportunity to ride that bull for eight seconds and go for 43 points. So, A great Brad Brad Beal performance. The, The road trip is over. 140 put up by the Suns against one of the worst teams in the NBA. At no point was this game in doubt. It was a nice one. I got a little nap in in the fourth quarter. It was one of those great oh, games. Yeah. Matthew did his laundry. I did do my
1: laundry, and I was going to talk about it. I did. I did two loads of laundry. Hell yeah. Like, the the game's in the middle of Sunday. but like, yes. You got to go to Sam's Club. You go to Costco, go to Sam's Club. And I'm like, you know what? I can do laundry during the Sunday game. That
0: helps out a ton. I know it's going to be a blowout. We, we should note that... And you know this about me, Sun, mid, mid-Sunday afternoons, kind of my favorite time of the week. It's a nap time. And this game come on, came on at like 1.30 Arizona time. I was like, oh, man. Right when like three 3.30 <laughs> hits, it's like I like to take like a two-hour nap every Sunday. It's just what I do. It's really hard watching football on Sundays because I'll sit there. And you, you've been over to my house. You've watched football with me. at like th- the, the back half of the afternoon games. I'm just over there. <laughs> <laughs> Just conked yeah. out for twenty five <laughs> to thirty minutes. Uh, so that, damn it, sons, for doing this on a Sunday. But this win makes them eight and three now on Sundays. I believe that's their record now on Sundays. So uh, do what you do, sons. Glad glad to have this this trip over. Excited to see them come back home. So we'll talk about that and more on this edition of the Suns Gems as a Podcast. Hit the subscribe, hit the review hit the if you got them. We'll talk about the talk the the One forty to one twelve, the Phoenix Suns dispatch the Washington Wizards very handily, a twenty-eight point victory. Biscuits in the Bear shows up in the chat as per usual. Thank you for donating via the super chat, twenty-eight dollars. What a great get-right game! Says Biscuits in the Bear. Going to need this effort for Tuesday. Absolutely, Tuesday is the Milwaukee Bucks coming to town. So thank you for that, Biscuits in the Bear. Which brings me to my first question to Matthew. Oi, Matty, mate, I've got to ask. All right, Matthew, got to ask the question. Sons, four and three on the road trip. Is this a successful road trip, in your opinion and eyes, or is this just something unsuccessful?
1: I think it's successful because, I mean, besides Bradley Beal getting hit in the nose, I mean, no one's really hurt. We're kind of in full strength. Besides Damian Lee, we have our team together. That's what I was looking forward to. Having Bulbul back today, well, he's been back, but this is the first game he really played. Having the team at full strength, that's a success for me. I think the record itself, of course, like four and three, he played some crappy teams and then they should have won. Obviously, you should have beat the Atlanta Hawks, but... I think just getting out of the stretch healthy is really a success for me right now. Before the all-star break, you kind of just want that team healthy that way. After that break, you can really hit the ground running. And I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most.
0: That's a great point of view. And it's absolutely correct. This is successful because the team is coming out of it uh, without Damian Lee being on the injury report. And that's it. Four and three is successful as well. It's a road trip. Now, granted the, the Suns are one of the better teams on the road this season. We saw some amazing moments while on the road, Devin Booker going for 62 points in a loss uh the game against the Dallas Mavericks. I think that if you asked any Suns fan prior to this road trip, knowing that this was the longest one of the year, what your hope would be for the record on this trip, it would be 5 and 2. You take a look against the, uh, the competition uh, the competition against teams like the Nets and the Wizards, and you saw those were easy wins. You look at games like against Dallas and Orlando and the Heat, and you go, okay, we might drop two of those. Ultimately, the C- the Suns dropped three, and, and we could play the coulda, woulda, shoulda game, uh, especially with that Pacers game. But four and three on the road, returning back to Phoenix, it- it's like baseball. It's the way I always look at it. You just want to win series. So if this road trip was a seven-game series, yeah, the Suns won it. If you're in baseball and you have a three-game series on the road against the Cincinnati Reds, you want to win two out of three. That's a successful trip to Cincinnati. This was a successful trip around the Eastern Conference, in my opinion. Now we return home, 50 games done, looking at the overall standings, knowing that there's still some opportunity that lies before them, but where they're set up right now, it's it's a good – spot to be in it's going to be a challenge moving forward because again the suns just have a a gauntlet of a schedule but this win you know they're 29 and 21 so I, i can't complain about a four and three road trip especially as you pointed out matthew they're returning and they're healthy
1: and it's the uh, the road record if you guys care about. It. I mean, fifteen and ten is pretty good. It's one of the best, besides the T Wolves. Mm-hmm. And you can see the T Wolves. We talked about it before. How they're six and four right now in their last ten. They seem like the team that's going to kind of fall down in the standings. So I think there's a couple teams that the Suns can lap, and um, that would be the Kings and the Timberwolves. Yep. So that leaves them in a good spot. I feel like. Uh, so right now, I just I think after everything that's happened, I think after all the injuries, all the all the talk, and all the shit in the beginning of the season. The Suns are in a good spot, and it's like, okay, they played the Wizards, but it's like they haven't really looked this good, though, even against crappy teams this year, so that's what's fun. It's always fun to have those starters at the bench in the fourth quarter rooting on Yuta as Yuta is just killing killing the Wizards tonight with a three and a steal and all that shit, so that's always fun to watch and have uh, closing out a road trip. I love it. I love seeing that, man.
0: Yeah, last game of the road trip, and your starters don't have to play much. It's, it's right where you want to be. Now, one thing that's interesting is... The remaining schedule for the Suns is still the toughest remaining schedule in the NBA. The opposing schedule has a winning percentage of 55%. Tied for second is San Antonio, Milwaukee, and Sacramento, and that's 52.7%. So the Suns easily have the hardest schedule remaining. That's why it's good that they're healthy, and it's why it's good to see a game like the one we saw from Bradley Beal, because you're going to need that. As we go forth and have to navigate that schedule. And she said you're not the only one. But you the best Bradley. Boom. Wow. Wow. Bradley Beal like I said. 43 points tonight. His best performance thus far. As a member of the Phoenix Suns. An efficient 16 of 21 from the field. Only 31 minutes played. 4 of 5 from beyond the arc. So he matched his entire 3 point output since he had to put on the mask in the previous four games he matched that tonight in just one seven of seven from the free throw line six assists two steals two rebounds just a a great game for him is it true in your perspective that he played this well because he was back home in washington i think that's one of the reasons but i think he's just more comfortable
1: in the mask right now i think a lot of the issues he had i don't think it's the mask is annoying but i think it's the pain of his nose obviously i think he kind of that maybe the swelling went down a little bit. Maybe he just feels a little bit better in that area of the nose. And it's just not as complicated as it should be in this game. So the way that the mask kind of just, I think adjusted to him and he's just, he's one with the mask. He takes it off a few times, <laughs> but he's like one with the mask now. And maybe he leaves it on the rest of the season. Who knows? It probably will be a thing. Um, But I think that's part of it. I think he's really comfortable back there in Washington playing it there as long as he has. And I, I think that the way Beal can attack a game early on just shows you how, versatile he is like just defensively today like i almost said tonight defensively today to start the game was great right i mean just a few not pickpockets because he didn't have any steals he didn't have any forced turnovers but he was in the way of the wizards a lot early in the game and i think that the way he got nurk involved early in the game that was fantastic because everybody was just drawn to him in the paint so he's feeding nurk it's like this is my game i'm back in washington so i want to score 43 points but it's like he got other guys involved early, He still got his 43. Um, but it's great to see. I think that's what makes us all happy right now is because he got him and Bobo back looking good. And it's like, you know, Grayson Allen kind of fell off a little bit in the last few games. It's just because, you know, they're trying to get Beal more involved. And I know Vogel did talk about having him play the point a little bit more. So that's good. That's really big to focus on because defensively, we can talk about how they do suck and they do suck defensively. So it's mm-hmm. just about getting this offense to where you just can't do anything about it for the opposing team. So once that offense is that scary, it's going to be just impossible to stop.
0: It's what well, it begs to question. If it's something that the Suns want to explore is trying to get him involved a little bit more offensively early in the games. He had 14 points in the first quarter, which also is a, a high for him this season. So it, it makes you start to wonder, but you also, as, as you pointed out, Bradley Beal took advantage of what, the Washington Wizards defense was giving him. And I use that term lightly because their defense was non fucking existent in this game. That first quarter, the first half, I kind of felt like the Suns were playing in an all-star game. And because there was simply no, like I've watched a lot of basketball this season. I have not seen a team so uninspired on the defensive end. Like I did with the with the Wizards tonight. Maybe like this the last half of the fourth quarter when the Suns were playing against the Clippers and the Clippers were just doing a layup line against us. That was the worst I'd seen the Suns all season. Like this was their first team unit and they all, out, all were out of position. They were all gambling. The Suns were just nice and easy, taking their pace with Bradley Beal leading the helm. And he was dissecting them based on what they were giving him. Like you said, when they would try to You know, when Jordan Poole would try to guard him heavy, he would just either smoke him or find Yusuf Nurkic or kick it out to Katie, who's wide open for a three. Everything that we've wanted the Phoenix Suns offense to look like happened tonight against the, today, against the Washington Wizards. And it's not because the Suns are that great on offense. It's because the Wizards are that bad on defense. Like, they looked really bad, man. (laughs) Yeah, it was
1: bad in... The way you know it's bad is because of those cuts. Like I knew it was coming every time Nurk had the ball at the top. I mean, it was a Beal or KD would just just cut instantly. It was there. It, yeah. it was just like a pickup game, man. It was it was so easy for the Suns, and that's why it's like I don't know how much you take away from this, but it's just the effort of the Suns continuing to pound down the the Wizards all game because they never normally don't do that. So that's a really pot. That's a big positive that I took from it. But just the way that the Suns really attacked them in different areas, Um, just getting to the rim, just obviously wide open from three, every guy. I mean, I I don't remember how many times Book came down the court and he was just wide open for a a little pop a shot from three. Like he didn't make them all, obviously, but it was just like, okay, you're gonna give me spacing. I'll just shoot. That's what Book does. He comes down. No pressure on him. He's going to take that shot. So very lazy a lot of timeouts called uh so uh the wizards yes. that's just you know that's why they're the one of the worst teams obviously
0: and they have won nine games thus far this season and <laughs> it was great that phoenix opened up on an 11-2 run and never looked back i mean I, we've been through last time we played the wizards right that's what happened last time we played the, the wizards we were down 16 we had to come back and win behind like grace and allen going crazy and we had to win mm-hmm. i think we won Points at home. I was at that game and I was just like, Are you kidding me? It's the effing Wizards. And it was obviously led by the focus and comfortability of Bradley Beal tonight. And there's a lot to be said about going home, right? And you saw with Katie too, because Katie's from the DC area, but these are two players who are comfortable there. They've got plenty of people that are going home in the stands. You have Bradley Beal who countless times through. Eleven season, has walked through that arena, knows the security guard's names, is just happy and comfortable and and having a good time out there. We know that about Beal. He's somebody who likes to play with the love and joy of the game, and he was in a comfortable arena where he's going to be able to play at the level that he likes to and have a good time doing it looking at the fans taking that mask off as quick as he can so he can kind of do the memeable looks uh, which is a challenge for him you know I mean the first few games it's like you tried he try to look memeable with that mask on it just doesn't work uh but he he played absolutely great with that 43 points welcome to the 40-point club Bradley Beal, first time you've done it this season uh, biscus and the bear says fun fact Beal has officially scored 30 points against every NBA team now wow, wow. so there you go make makes sense uh considering the fact that he in Washington, and he couldn't do it before. Looking at some other performances tonight, <laughs> I, think I, I? I think I clicked a button. Did I? Dick Booker.
1: Was that? What did you say? I think
0: I could know, a button. My, my computer's like lagging. I like click a button. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Devin Booker tonight, twenty six minutes played. He was four of eleven from the field. He had fourteen points, six assists, and. Four fouls. Uh, one was actually he, he almost got hit with fifth. They had to review it. The only reason I bring up Devin Booker is I appreciate his uh willingness to go out there and put himself in foul trouble so Bradley Biel can go off. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, that was on purpose, right? <laughs> I, 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 I love the see. fact that he almost hurt
1: his tailbone too. That was awesome, you know what I mean? <laughs> so he didn't, so that he made sure he, he was totally out of the game. That was nice of him. Appreciate
0: it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, you know, it was obviously a long road trip. Devin Booker did his fair share of carrying, doing the heavy lifting for this team. And tonight he's just like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to do some of the dumbest fucking fouls. I'm going to play overly aggressive on Jordan. Poo- no reason. No reason. And I'm just going to take myself out of this game. I'm tired. It's been a long road trip. I'm going to I'm going to take myself out he- of the
1: game. He looked tired when he would start of the game. Of course, Beal he felt great. He looked great. Booker looked like he just woke up from a nap. Like John, <laughs> he was just like, "What's going on?" He's all fist bumping everybody, just walking to the center court. He's just like, "What's going on, he's, everybody?" He's like, "He's fist bumping
0: in the wrong team."
1: Yeah, he was just tired. And like any kind, of, I feel like he, there's a few plays like pull like that one here at his tailbone, a little dirty. Usually I feel like Book might stand there a while, might say something, but he's just walking back to the bench every time. It's like, I don't have the energy for this today, dude. So not a whole <laughs> lot of complaining either. So he he was relaxing on the bench most of the game, which was nice to see.
0: Yes. He's like, I just want to go home.
1: He made the all-star game, so he's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, everything's good. Like, I got player of the month. I'm all-star, headed to Indy in a, in a couple weeks. Got all-star games coming up quick, man. What, 18th? the 17th, eight, 18th? Yeah. Yeah. All-star Saturday. When are they going to announce the three-point participants? Because I want to get pissed off about Grace now and not being included soon. <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. <laughs> I, <laughs> he probably won't be because he's kind of
1: fallen off a little bit because of the focus I feel like on Beale, But he he should be in. And he's not going to be. 100%. Sorry, answers. I bet you he's not. Well, you know what? I'll manifest it. Say he will be. He
0: deserves it. I feel like whatever I say is always wrong. And I feel like he's like, I have a shell of a piece ready to go for bright of the sun.com. You know, one of the things you got to do if when you're a, a writer and you manage a website like that is you have some feeder pieces ready to go. I had the one ready for Devin Booker. I'm like, he's going to be an all-star and I had that thing ready to go. So once they announced it, I inserted the tweet and sent it. If you look at like when they announced when he was an all-star to like when we published our piece, you're like, wow, they're on it. I got the same thing for Grayson Allen. I've had it for like two weeks. I'm like, when are they going to fucking announce it? <laughs> yeah. And I've got like two, I got two yeah. verbiages and they're like, fuck, he got snubbed and yay, he made it. Uh, but I have fuck, he got snubbed. I think first, because I just have a feeling that. That's like
1: Shantirania, huh? You're just over there. Just like you have your sources inside, like flex from Jersey. You just, you yeah. know what's going on, man.
0: Yeah. He's flex from Jersey. I'm complex from Phoenix. Full uh, <laughs> bull return tonight. Look, up in the sky. Bow, bow, It's not the greatest stat line out there. Fifteen minutes played, eight points, seven rebounds. It's good to have Bull Bow back, Matthew. Give me some Bull Bow love, dude. I think it's a great stat line. I love it. And you know what? There's, there's some
1: excuses I can hear, right? Oh, it was the Wizards. Oh, he's long. You know, he he should do what he he should grab those seven rebounds. We've had a lot of chances against shitty teams this year for guys off the bench to step up. Bulbul right now, his confidence is through the roof. And why does he have confidence? Because two when Bradley Beal's going off and Beal's still on the floor, Bulbul takes two shots in a row. He takes two shots, one of them, one of them from three in the corner. And then he yeah. just takes another one from top of the key. Just running down just top of the key. That's the confidence this guy has. He's talking back to refs. Man, this guy is like um he's totally different. I'm glad he came back from injury and he's still the same dude he was before he left. Yeah. Because we need exactly what he's bringing and is that confidence and uh he's just so versatile. I just I really think he's so key to the Suns offense. Uh defensively he can get lost a little bit, but I mean every guy on this team, even our superstars suck on defense. I'm just, you know, unless Fair. it's KD playing against, you know, LeBron or whatever, but we're not really a defensive team. So there's a few times you see him just like kind of stumbling and find his guy, but at least he knows where he's going. I just he needs more minutes, man. He needs to play a lot of minutes heading into after the all-star break, heading into the playoffs. I want to see him play at least like 20, 25 minutes a game at the four, just see what he can do. Cause you saw it tonight. I don't care if it's the Wizards. I really don't care how shitty the team is. Like the way he steps up and just wants the ball and just his putbacks is exactly what the Suns need.
0: Yeah, you're right. He the way that the confidence that he returned with is something that I had in my notes is he's coming back just like he left and that's exactly what you were hoping for that there wasn't going to be a big ramp up time and I don't care if it is against the Wizards. Good. I'm glad it's against the Wizards. That's the perfect team to come back against so you have an opportunity to kind of get your feet wet. I was concerned with one of his baskets because it was the same kind of basket that he hurt himself against God, was it the Heat, all those on on the 11th, where he goes across the key and he kind of, and he hit it. You know, he hits that like eight footer coming across the key. Uh, That's the one where he landed on somebody's foot and twisted it in the game on the 11th against the Heat. But outside of that, I think that he's a permanent fixture in the rotation. I think that he's somebody who's going to continue to give you positivity uh, in every minute that he plays. Not every minute, but he, he impacts the game. And that's what he did again today. And it was great to see that. It was great to see that uh, he was willing to take that three pointer. It was great to see him pick Jordan Poole's pocket, uh, and then has the wrap around behind the back dribble. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's when he was fighting the refs because I think it went off of one of their feet, and they said it was. Oh, off the they head called tr- him for so he, traveling.
1: They said he was traveling. Oh,
0: double dribble, double dribbled. Double, he did double which, dribble. Did he? He did. He just dribbled he did. He brought the so ball up. Yeah, he he brought the ball up because he was getting ready to pass it, and then he decided to bring it back down and go for it. So that little wrinkle is something that the Suns are in desperate need of. As we prepare for this upcoming week, which is the week in which the trade deadline occurs, February 8th, this Thursday, there's going to be a lot of conversations around what do the Suns need. And we hear about an athletic wing. Well, you have one in bowl bowl he just hasn't had an opportunity to really play due to injury. And you know, that that is one of the factors that you have to navigate and think about when you talk about him as a member of this team, that he has a, an affinity for being injured, but he also is giving you those vital minutes off the bench and they're productive at the same time. The rebounding is big and you're right. I, I like, I, I will secede your point on the defensive end because there were about three times in this game where he just was lost. Like, he was on the wrong defender. He didn't rotate on a defender, too yep. high screen and rolls. He just stayed, like, both defenders stayed on the wrong guy. And then the ball was passed to the guy who rolled, and they were chucking up threes, but they were missing the three. So the Suns weren't burned by it. I was like, oh, but you're right. No one knows how to fucking play defense on this team. <laughs> so it's like, what's the real point, you know? Yeah. Um yeah,
1: it, but he does kind of make up ground. My favorite part though is like he does get frustrated. There's something about him where I just I know when he messes up and he just he gets he beats himself down a little bit. I know the next time like it's not like he's going to correct it, but he's going to improve on it. It's not going to be the same. That's why I'm saying he needs some minutes. He needs to stay out there a lot, a lot longer. KBD was the same thing earlier on, but KBD's production is not nearly as good as Bobble. Um but Bobble does bring such a dynamic like just decision-making sometimes where if he does decide not to shoot the ball or take it to the rim, like he can, uh, he can find the guy like cutting and stuff, but he just, he, he's just so impactful and long that he just knows like he can dominate any kind of situation. Like he can dominate any kind of defender and get to the rim and do what he wants. Like, that's kind of what you want in this kind of guy. Like we're trying to find another guy that can score, that can come off the bench and like just get points for you. Right. So, he has a potential, but it's gonna take some time, dude. Oh, where's he? Where's he Yeah, There he is.
0: My computer Whatever. is being so lame. I don't know. It's just like freezing on me. I do want to quick get a give a quick shout out in the chat to the Aussie Suns fan podcast, uh, the celebrities Aussie Suns fan podcast. They were featured on the show. They were showing the what is it? The they have the weirdest hashtag for that thing. The Suns is like hashtag couchside fam. Like if you do a hashtag couchside fam and you take a picture uh, on Twitter or Instagram, the Suns might put it on during the game. And the mm. Sun, the Aussie Suns fans did that. So shout out to Gavin and the boys who were doing a watch party. And correct me, if I'm wrong if you are still watching. Let us know. Uh, are you guys like zero and three when you do watch parties? Because I feel like every time the <laughs> Aussie Suns fans does a watch party, <laughs> the Suns lose the game. I see the I see our buddies doing it, and then I'm like, hey, we lost that game. So. You guys, yeah. Let me know what your record is two. I think, it's two. I think, I think it's they've only had two. Right? I think they've had three. Oh, right? Yep, yep. Confirmed, on oh, Three. So, Gavin, I'm just letting you know. Stop doing them, okay? No watch parties in the playoffs, okay? Uh, so, he says Boyd is a jinx. No, I think all you guys are a jinx. Whenever your 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 powers combine, <laughs> You're playing uh, like the, one guy. The, the son, yeah, it's one guy. It's Boyd. Boyd showed up. It, it was his fault. Uh Kevin Durant. Who the heck are you? Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. you know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players ever played a game. My favorite statistic from tonight as it pertains to Kevin Durant. It's not his seven of nine from the field, which is nice for 18 points. It's not his four rebounds or three assists or two steals or one block. It's his twenty-six minutes played, Matthew. I love that KD played just 26 minutes tonight. You know, that's obviously, as we talked about with Devin Booker, was in foul trouble. Kevin Durant has been playing a ton of minutes this, this season. And if you can play against a team like the Wizards and Kevin Durant plays 26 minutes, guess what? That's fantastic. That is his lowest amount of minutes played in a game this season. Way to go. Oh, yeah, that's
1: the way it's supposed to be. And like him and Nurk just laughing on the court because of how easy those cuts are and stuff. Like, I know. That's the way they're these like games telegraphing are to them. Go.
0: He's like, Nurk, cut now. Nurk's like, now? He's like, yes. He's like, okay cut yeah dumb. i know
1: <laughs> that's how bad that
0: defense was <laughs> yeah and
1: I, I i don't know man like this is how these games should go and this is like the first one i feel like where katie just kind of relaxed most of the game right everything's been such a hassle all season long so it's just nice to see um just you know a little thing though in the second quarter though him and Beale really have to get that down like there was two turnovers they had two turnovers in the first quarter then they had two within the first minute and a half it wasn't just katie and Beale, but just is that unit they had two within the first minute and a half of the second quarter. So obviously it's a wizard, so it doesn't matter, but that's just crucial. If Beal and KD can get that down with that lineup to start the second, that's huge. Because for me, I think I mentioned it before where we keep saying we want that backup point guard, or whatever. Like those instances, if they can figure that out, that then you don't need that backup guard. You don't need that other guard, right? I mean, Vogel did say he wants Beal to play more of a guard and or handle the ball more.
0: Mm-hmm. This is
1: his chance for him and KD to figure that out. And like, um I, I don't know. I I, I was going to say something else about Nurk, but we'll probably talk about Nurk in a little bit. So I'll stop there.
0: Nurk's up on my list. He's he's upcoming. Okay, can't wait. Um, yeah, but I just, you know, the way that Kevin Durant, as you mentioned, from a ball-handling standpoint, he, that's one of the reasons why, and I talked about this a lot on the last podcast because I know that anytime the Suns lose or anytime the, the Suns have a bad fourth quarter, you start to get some of the, the anti- roster construction people come out of the woodwork. They like peek their head out and they're like, we well, need a real point guard. Like that's always what the reason is. It's like, well, then if we need a real point guard, then why would the Suns just fucking awesome the first three quarters of the game and then sucked in the fourth? And the turnovers that occur aren't necessarily turnovers because of the fact that there isn't a primary ball handler the turnovers occur because the Suns start to get lazy and the Suns start to take risks and the sun start to to stress and push because they know that they've played bad in fourth quarters there's it, it's it's a multitude of things it's not one quick fix and it was kind of funny I don't know if you watched the last podcast that Suns Geek and I did together but we literally opened the podcast talking about how bad the Suns were with their turnovers and then it was just like okay I guess we'll talk about the game but it was as simple as the The Suns just turned the ball over 17 times and had eight turnovers in the fourth quarter. And that's why they lost the game uh, against the Hawks. It came down to that. The reason I bring all this up is because again, it's a reminder that when you have somebody like Kevin Durant, you don't need necessarily a true point guard. And that's the way that this roster was constructed because you have Devin Booker, because you have Bradley Beal, because you have Kevin Durant, because you have Yusuf Nurkic, all four of those players are capable, able-bodied passers. And, can dissect opposing defenses, and you saw that tonight, especially when you play a shit defense like the Wizards. Then it becomes really, really easy to do, and that's what Durant was doing, and then he found himself open, and three of three from beyond the arc. It was just a nice, smooth, easy game from KD, exactly what you wanted to see. I love that, and I love the fact that the Suns played literally everybody in their lineup tonight everybody played there's no dnps and they didn't just play like two minutes like nasty nas had eight minutes as long uh, along with you don't want a knobby who we'll talk about momentarily kata bates diop and what have you so any other thoughts on katie before we get all nurcalicious in this piece
1: no just the fourth quarter and no it's always going to come back so if they could do something like you know phil jackson used to just serenade everybody with like some dust or whatever like yeah yoga dust in there so they maybe need to do that. there's something mental, obviously, and to get rid of that is the sensual dust, so
0: that's central, about it. central dust at the beginning of the fourth quarter noted
1: definition make them boys go crazy. oh
0: Nurk was having his way seven of eleven only played twenty five minutes, thirteen rebounds, eighteen points, eight assists. God, he was two assists away from a triple double. Uh, just a great game from Nurk Gafford stood no chance. And it's interesting because Gafford's one of those players who you look at and you go, wow, I would love to have him on my team. And he reminds me kind of of Nick Claxton. He's, he's a little beefier than Nick Claxton, but he's somebody who could put together some really good highlights. But when you watch him play on a consistent basis, you probably uh, don't see the need or want being there anymore. And and he's somebody who has uh, just fucking owned and I completely agree with CL Oracle in the chat. I love NERC daddy so much over DA, man. I really do. (laughs) I love NERC. I love Nurk daddy. ND. I
1: love him too. I was thinking, uh, he kind of looked like Taj Gibson out there. Uh, I was like, wait, is Taj still in the league? I think that's what I thought it was. Um, but, um, So, the best, the most badass part about Nurk is uh, in the second quarter, he grabs a board from Grayson Allen. Like, Grayson Allen has it, but he grabs it. And I'm like, why did he just take that from him? Like, of course, you want the stats. Yeah. It's like, no, KD's down the court and there's already a mismatch. He hurry up, grabbed it. Two seconds later, KD has an easy little jumper over. I forget who it was. Yeah. Uh, But the guy was like five feet tall. But Nurk saw that right away, pushed the ball. You know, like, and even like running up the court a few times, like, if KD, you know, he's covered, full court press. He'll give it to Nurk to run it up, so that was just a badass play. Obviously, Nurk has been amazing, mm. and yeah, he's been a great player for the Suns.
0: Eddie Yee in the chat asked this question Is Nurk underpaid or DA way, way, way overpaid? Uh, DA is way, way, way overpaid, yeah. and that was the challenge with DA. If he was making 16 million a year, like Nurk is. He can have those nights where he's shy, was away from the ball, or he's not focused, and you're like, "Well, he's an average center in the league relative to pay." So Nurkic is what a state because Nurkic does get owned. Like,
1: yeah. we're
0: not going to sit here and gush over Nurkic and say he's perfect. No, he's definitely, definitely has his flaws as a player, especially late in games against quick guards where they run isolation basketball, uh, then they run a quick high screen, and then they make the switch, and then he gets burned. So. DeAndre Ayton has all the physical abilities, but he doesn't have the mental game. Nurk has the mental game; he just doesn't have all the physical abilities. So, and, yeah, uh, and, he, and like Kiko says, Nurk's what this team needs.
1: Yeah, he's a perfect fit. Obviously, that was a thing coming in. He's the fit, and we didn't. A lot of us didn't believe it. Um, but you know what? He was kind of like a prove it season for Nurk in a way. You know, he had to prove himself mm. to everybody because no one believed in it. I mean, a few of us were excited, but Bill Simmons will never believe in it. <laughs> You Never. know, so, he well, actually like, did own up to it, I think, a few pods ago. He did, yeah, he's but like, even no, then, I...
0: he breezed over it. He breezes yeah. over and goes, Yeah, but I still don't trust it. Like, that's it always awesome. his thing, real quick. It's just <laughs> he's like, still
1: high on Vooch. <laughs> yeah.
0: Vooch. Gosh, whatever. Lord. What happened
1: to his take with the Minnesota Timberwolves? Remember, we were driving up oh, to uh, wherever we we're going, yeah, and he was talking about the Timberwolves being the NBA champion. You mm-hmm. had to have length, all that. All of a sudden, it was like two pods ago, and he's like, Yeah, I don't believe in the Wolves, I don't believe in that team. He, I'm like, What? Of course. Okay, whatever, dude.
0: He's like, every team needs multiple big men. That's the answer to the league. Look the the Timberwolves through twenty five games are owning the league because of their multiple big men. Therefore the league has shifted. And we're like, no, it hasn't. Just just (laughs) on a long enough timeline, watch what happens. Don't get me wrong, like the Wolves, still a good team. Second or tied for first in the Western Conference. They're they're a damn good team. But we got a long way to go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. And, uh,
1: uh.
0: Listen, you don't want to get overly hyped when you don't want Nabi <laughs> is playing eight minutes and goes three or four, including one or two from beyond the arc, seven points and two steals uh, against the like second and third team of the Wizards. But man, if he could just figure it out, he he could be such a huge asset for this team. Loved what I saw uh, when I woke up from my nap in the fourth quarter with six minutes left. <laughs> and you know, yeah, I was like from the middle of the third to the middle of the fourth. I'm just like, I'm just gonna <laughs> okay. get comfy, get a little comfy <laughs> okay. on the couch here. Just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked what I saw. It's a confidence builder. That's what we need from you to want a novice to build that confidence. We know that. When the postseason comes, it's going to be a tight rotation, probably 9 to 10 players, and Uta might be on the outside looking in. If he can work himself in to be a sharp-shooting three-pointer, three-point shooter, who can come in and play eight minutes and relieve those minutes off of the heavy hitters like Booker, Beal, or Durant, and give you some semblance of offense, it would be massive. We've got a long way to go for Uta, but it was nice to see him out there. It was nice to see Uta being the shooter.
1: Yeah, that's why you need the blowout victories to really see these minutes from these guys. And this was like the first time this year we would had that. So it was nice. It was kind of funny to watch on the bench and them cheering him on. And I noticed like KD had like his like his jersey or his shirt over his nose. Like, I don't know if he was laughing at something. Like, I don't know if those guys. Somebody
0: probably pooped.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, it reminded me of Sean Marion when like uh, someone would fart and like he would like cover his nose and you could see him like do this or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> He did. I remember that a few times, but that reminded me, I don't know if he was laughing at, you know, just how bad the wizards were. You know how you three for, I'm just saying the wizards looked really bad, even against our second unit, like our third unit. So maybe that's what he was laughing at.
0: I mean, it's definitely possible or they were just over there. They're having a good time. You know, there's like you out there hitting some shots. Finally. Thank God. I don't know. Uh, or maybe, you know, there's like him Booker, a Kogi, I think. I think those are the only carryovers from last year. Maybe they were just chilling on the bench and they were making jokes about Landry Shaman
1: Oh yeah, Shamalama ding dong. Sneaky, sneaky.
0: Oh, Landry Shamit, We got to see Landry Shamit play today. <laughs> Comes off the bench for 21 minutes, goes 6 of 10 from the field, 1 of 4 from beyond the arc, 13 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. Landry Shamit revenge game. Yeah, maybe they were just busting jokes on him for looking like sneaky, sneaky guy. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Uh, 13 points is crazy, man. I didn't even notice him, though. So.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I, I forgot
1: just, he was on the Wizards. My bad. I- and it's, it's weird he's not a starter, I guess, but you do have Jordan Poole and –
0: well, let's Thank talk a little all. bit about the Wizards. I've got I've got a few things. One, yeah. Um, Jordan Poole, one of seven from the field, 0 of three from beyond the arc, four total points from Jordan Peel. Or Jordan Peel. Did I say Jordan Peel? Peele. Jordan Jordan, Jordan Peel. <laughs> Jordan Jordan Poole. Um is he, and this is this is a very loaded question. Is he like the worst contract in the NBA? Because he is on the first year of a four year, $128 million contract. He's making 27.4 this year. That bumps up to 29.6 next year, 31.8 in 25, 26, and 34 million in 26, 27. He is horrible at basketball. I remember when the Suns came to town, was it in December or early January? I don't remember. And I was down there uh, watching Wizards shoot around. It's something that both you and I do. Rather than watch the sun shoot around, we see it every time. We watch the opposing team shoot around. And uh, Denny Avia was amazing to watch up close. Like, he's really skilled. Jordan Poole comes out, and he's just chucking fucking 28-footers. Like, that was his warm-up routine. I'm like, this guy is ass. He's just focusing on trying to shoot like Trey Young, Steph Curry-type shots instead of perfecting the skill in his game. He is not good. He's got to be the worst contract in the NBA, dude. Yeah, you were talking about Jordan Poole, right? Because
1: I thought yeah. you said sham it. I'm like, wait, hold on. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> sorry. Jordan Poole. Jordan okay. Poole.
0: The whole thing. That was all Jordan Poole. If I said <laughs> <was> sham it, all- <laughs> I got sham brain. I got, sh- got sham brain. No, Jordan Poole was chucking 28 footers as part of his warm-up routine. Everybody else, Denny Avias going through the inside game, outside game. Coaches are working with him yeah. on, on on pushing him off his spot and having him hit shots. Uh, Daniel Gafford had a good workout that before the game and yeah lazy sasquatch walmart trey jordan Poole is out there just chucking 28 footers that's all i saw i'm like are you serious he's bad man
1: yeah uh just really quick though trey young total all-star snub insane numbers that guy has yeah i he, always like trey young so he, um, he'll
0: be the, he'll be there though i mean uh what's his nugget julius randall's hurt so he'll get in as an injury request. oh yeah and there's he should. another one too and he should
1: yeah there's Yeah, he should be there. Uh, Jordan Poole, though, I mean, to me, there's only one thing. So I think it's just the poontang poontang from him. I think just he hit stardom so quick, and I don't think he was supposed to be that guy. So the lifestyle all that, maybe that has something to do with it because he just obviously is a very ignorant dude that's never going to play to what the the coach wants. It's just that's what it seems like, right? It's kind of like a DA in a way. Right. I mean, it's just like there's a potential there. There's something there. If you work on your game, maybe learn from the stars around you in Golden State. Maybe you'll get somewhere and not get punched in the face. I don't even know how he really just re comes back and just researches his career in, in a positive way. It could happen, but it just it just seems like he fell off. And it's funny because like he does so many horrible things on the court. Just horrendous, you never see, but it just doesn't phase him. So then obviously, I think that's good too, because he just doesn't care. He's out there just balling and do whatever he wants to do. He's already making the money. So mm-hmm. it is kind of like a DA situation, though.
0: Yeah, he the difference is he was drafted 28th overall by the Warriors in 2019. Yeah, spent a lot of time in the G League, and then just kind of came out of nowhere. Remember, he was part of those Warriors death lineups. What do you do? they yeah. got Clay, they've got they got Steph, and now they've got Jordan Poole, you know, and he put up 20 points a game last year with the the Warriors and 18 and a half the year before. And we all thought that going to Washington, knowing that he would have free reign because that offense is so horrible. He's only averaging 16.5. He's he, his field goal percentage is the lowest of his career outside of like his first season when he wasn't getting much playing time. And he's gone from somebody who used to shoot 36.4% from deep. And that was his peak two years ago, right before he got paid. Uh, He's shooting 30% from deep now and he's just chucking dumb shots. So uh, I pity the wizards for having that contract. (laughs) And I pity the wizards for these uniforms. Um, I don't know what your thought, you know, me and my uniform observations.
1: Yeah, these are bad
0: i do not like these i they have some for those of you didn't watch the game i I, i'll do my best to describe these uh uh, black jerseys that have the district written in orange almost in an old english style and then it says of columbia in a green that can only be described as the same green slash teal that the vancouver grizzlies used to utilize uh uh Stripe that kind of triangle that cuts into the middle of the uniform that makes half the jersey and half the shorts gray. I just, when I saw the court, somebody, uh, uh, Holden Sherman, was covering the game for Brightside. He's actually at the game and he had some pregame workout footage. And I saw the court and I saw that teal and I was like, what? I didn't know that these, uh, Jesus Christ, who the hell, those guys are assholes fucking drag racing right outside so you need to stop doing your podcast from phoenix international raceway <laughs> uh but i didn't even realize these things existed these are bad dude yeah it's
1: it's like dungeons and dragons it just reminds you of skyrim dungeons honestly it kind of makes you want to play skyrim i know you've been were you Skyrim skyriming it up yesterday today no uh, no, uh
0: i am I playing, playing Assa- assassin's creed odyssey okay. so it's the one that's in like old greek times it's fucking fantastic
1: okay what did it, these do remind me of that and i was just thinking i'm like what are these players reactions when they first see these things man they have to wear them because no one likes these so what's the point of them i don't know they're not good. no one likes them uh,
0: oh i just i don't know jamsters every now and that's what's interesting about these uh this this trip is we've seen some city editions. like i hated the nets too so uh <laughs> you were hanging out in dc i was today, right i you was were there i was there you were absorbing those jerseys so well <laughs> let's do this let's do this <laughs> the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout
1: <laughs> that's all i got baby uh-huh. All right. So obviously, you got to start,
0: you, you, you got, you start looking up like Elvis lyrics beforehand and then work some stuff in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: one more. Love so me tender. For actually, someone, actually, someone actually commented like, oh, I can't wait for Batman tonight or Batman today for subreddit. I'm like, oh, well, sorry to let you down, bud. But I'm here. <laughs> and I did subreddit. And it was pretty good. There's a lot of Beal shit. Um, Someone said, fuck it. I'm cheering for Beale today. Not a Washington fan for the remainder of the game. Wow. makes sense. I, I guess you know, a long time there, they're pretty happy to see him, I'm sure. Yeah, of course, uh, you never know how good it was until it's gone. Wow. That's what everyone says.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so depressing. This is the first time Bills played defense in this arena since 2019. <laughs> Very true, right? And also, we we're talking about pool. Uh, they, they were talking about pool and Tyus. I can't wait until Tyus and pool are gone. A lot of trash about those two,
0: really. Yeah. yeah if obviously. i was watching pool every night man i mean that that would be we would do pool watch or or we'd, we'd have some segment where it'd be talking about like how we want to drown ourselves in the pool because he is just not good
1: <laughs> yeah are we drowning in the pool yet <laughs> yeah um i can't oh wait i just ran that one. Oh, so uh so is this what it's like to be uh, on the receiving end of a beal ass whooping i remember those a lot yeah we do book and Beal, Beal used a whoop our ass all the time why do i want to make fun of katie's male pattern baldness that's not very nice he looks really good right now
0: well at least I they're think. questioning themselves like why do i want to do this <laughs> <No>. <laughs> am i yeah, a bad person a for wanting to do this and then uh last one about devin
1: booker how do we feel about the book ones and someone actually did reply heat Fair, they liked it
0: well they did so the book ones that he was wearing tonight are very similar to the the kobe pro tro fives that are four or fives that book would wear a lot for the last two seasons so he actually has some that color like that so looked really good aren't you gonna give me like a thank you very much or anything thank you very much the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout
1: he have pistols did he used to do the double pistol thing
0: (laughs) i don't know he used to have like he brought a pistol to the white house and like showed nixon or something oh there
1: you go that's maybe where i got it from so here's
0: your here's your your assignment is before the next subred stakeout that you have to uh, do um just go watch the elvis movie and pick up some things and then i can't watch that i try to watch it you're gonna have to Uh, it's for the show it's for the show like I watch The Dark Knight once a once I'm a just week, gonna. so I can get the okay. voice
1: down. Then I'll just jiggle, I'll jiggle my crotch in front of the camera the whole time, and then I'll we'll just go from there.
0: <laughs> so steak yeah, where it was
1: freaking like, ah, that twitch he had. I saw the beginning where he's just like twitching it or whatever. I don't yeah, know what he
0: was doing. Yeah, he was, he was changing pop culture in America forever.
1: <laughs> Jam, star of the game.
0: All right, Jamster's a reminder. Subscribe, rate, review, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Matthew, we have some. We have. Get out of town. We do. I got some stuff to read today. Here we go. Let's see. We got two that came through on the 24th. So uh, thank you. For those of you who don't know, if you go to Apple Podcasts, you rate us five stars and you write a review, we'll read it right here for you. So let's do that. Let's start with Corey D.F., Says, I never miss a show. With every high and every low, the Suns Jam podcast always brings it. Thank you, guys. Corey from Colorado. Thank you, Corey from Colorado, for taking some time to write a review. Thank you. And, the, and then we have Mrs. Sarah Tran. Sarah Tran. John Tran and Sarah Tran. They're always in the chat. Uh, John says some of the funniest shit uh, I, I read in the chat, so I appreciate that. It makes me giggle. If you see me giggle... Uh, It's not because my cat just walked underneath my chair and I felt her whiskers on my leg. It's because John Tran probably wrote (laughs) something funny in the chat says jam is where it's at. Well, guys, it's no longer just about the game. It's now watching the game with my hubby and then listening to you guys following. Love the breakdown transition (laughs) music. And I will never forget when Dolly Parton was on the show. Yeah, Hmm. it
1: costs a lot of fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) thank (laughs)
0: Thank you for all you do. I don't podcast, but I jam. So thank you, Mrs. Sarah Tran for that comment. That was that was fantastic. Uh taking a look taking a look at the jam star. I think we I think this is a no-brainer. Um it's Unawantanabe, eight minutes tonight. He was just absolutely fantastic. It was nice to see him make a shot. No, I'm kidding, it's Brad Beale, at least in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's Brad. And then also, too, on uh Spotify, we have five more reviews we're still 4.9 so i'm assuming they're five stars so that's nice to see
0: good good keep up those. keep letting people know where the best place to watch the post game show is taking a look at what some of the jamsters are saying uh jones and since 80 says bradley burt beal uh is that really his middle name that can't be right matthew i need to check I was out basketball out reference. Right now, actually uh saul says bb3 john tran bradley beal the jam star uh Kiko's gotta be Beal, right? Uh Saul says BB3, BB3 over CP3, Sun's Fever, Jamstar. Tonight is definitely Beal. Lazy Sasquatch, the real deal, Beal. New Hope Manny, Jamstar, Jordan Goodwin homecoming. I wonder if he got a video. How about that. <laughs> uh CL Oracle, Bradley Beal was jamming. Hashtag Jamstar. Uh Shig says Yuta Watanabe. Um And then Andrew says Beal for sure. So there you go. Bradley Beal returning next up for the Phoenix Suns. They return home and they play the Milwaukee Bucks. Matthew, this is going to be a good one. It's like I said, every game upcoming, it feels like we're just playing really, really good teams. The Bucks, a team that is 33 and 16, uh, lost a couple games with doc rivers, uh, but now they've you know, they they've won t- uh, yesterday. They're playing Utah Wantanabe tonight, the Utah Jazz tonight. <laughs> um, good team. A great team. A weird team to fire their coach when they were, what, like 30, 32 and 13 or whatever. And they fired their head coach. Thoughts on the Bucs, man.
1: Yeah, Giannis is just like a weird personality, so maybe that's what it is. Because before, like they won the championship, he was a perfect guy to win a championship. First, the Suns, you want to support him, like oh, everything he does for the league. Now it's just like it reminds me of like a Full House episode where like Stephanie just like reaches superstardom and she's such a fucking dick to everybody. That's he just reminds (laughs) me of that. Like his interviews and stuff where he's just kind of dickish and does what he wants, which is fine. He can do whatever he wants, but he's not the same Giannis. So maybe this that played a part in it. Um, I know there's probably something weird between him and the coach um but i'm so glad we don't have doc rivers as coach honestly um obviously it's going to take some time to adjust i haven't watched them with doc but i know that they talked about how there's a lot of focus on um Damian lillard handling the ball towards the end of the game and how they're going to actually split that up with Giannis, and how it just looks kind of wonky right now so um i know they did beat the mavericks but i i think they're a beautiful team right now just it's nice to play a team defensively that's not going to be too much trouble, but it'll be nice to test our offense against that other offense.
0: Oh, hundred percent! And it's it's a late game; it starts at eight p.m. So, yikes! Yeah, one of those fun eight p.m.'ers. Uh, somebody sent me something. Uh, Justin did, so it says Jay. Sent me a a highlight video of Giannis low-key being a really dirty player. Yeah, he is. He is like I, you know, you hear all these great yeah. things. Giannis honest because he seems like a great guy hell i met him once in person and he was really nice to me when i met him but you watch the way he plays and like yeah he like he lands in people's landing spaces he's kind of a dick he's kind of a dick on the court so i kind of have this animosity right now after watching that video and it's like a perfect time to see that video because we play them in two nights i was like yeah fuck honest fuck the bucks man fuck jay crowder dame dame time bobby portis like close your eyes uh
1: blink <laughs> once <laughs> please love of god
0: man just blink uh grayson allen is no longer on your team so i love him now campaign like so it's it's definitely going to be an exciting game i can't wait to see it i can't wait to see this because this, again this is, is the first time we played him this season right
1: yeah yeah it is yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it looks like a tough schedule i guess i was looking at it i was like this isn't that bad but it's of course it's of course nice to have the toughest schedule to heading into the playoffs with because you can test yourself but I don't think it looked that bad when I was looking at it first glance. So I don't know. This is probably the hardest game, and I know they play the Thunder pretty soon, but it didn't seem too difficult. I thought.
0: Well, if you take a look here, you can see that we've got two against the Celtics, two against OKC, two against Minnesota, two against the Clippers, two against Denver, two against the. uh, Yeah, but the in betweens
1: aren't too bad. Like there's some rock. There's like there's like a back to back to the Rockets, and it's just. It didn't seem too difficult. I know those are hard teams, but it's nice to play those teams late in the year.
0: Let's see. Who has the easiest remaining schedule? Orlando and Boston. Jesus. Good for them. Must be nice. Yeah, good for Boston. Yeah, good for Boston. Never
1: won a championship. Fucking yeah. good, fucking good for never Boston. Oh, I shouldn't say
0: that. But yeah, geez. Thanks. Well, that's over. Uh, do we win or we lose on Tuesday?
1: I think um, I'm going to say the Suns lose.
0: Wow. I haven't been doing a good job of keeping track of this. I've been keeping track of our, of our, uh, our jam stars, but I haven't been keeping a good track of who wins and who loses and all that fun stuff. But, um, yeah, it's been a long time since I actually did that. The last time I asked you was like when the Suns were playing the wizards last time, which was a long, long time ago. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see, I think we win. I think we win this game. I think that behind the home crowd, I think the Suns are healthy. I think they're playing well, even, despite losing a couple games on that road or three games on that road trip back at home emotional game upcoming against the team that beat you in the nba finals albeit it was just devin booker was the only guy left from that finals team on uh, like not even the coaching staff like kevin young and him are like hey man remember a couple years ago like that's pretty <laughs> yeah. much it so we shall see uh anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here
1: uh the only other thing i had in my notes was uh, eric gordon does he remind you of like Your son, like your ten-year-old son's best friend from next door, who's just like really polite and really like just you know well educated, but then he runs really funny. He runs so funny, dude. I don't know. I just had that. Totally
0: see. It's it's like your kid's friend next door comes over, always knocks, always really polite, but when they go out and they ride bikes, like he's the one who just like looks kind of wonky riding a bike. Yeah, he's just just a little different. He just can't ride it. You know, he's always (laughs) kind of veers to the left or right a little bit.
1: You're like, careful! There's traffic out there.
0: I can see that yeah okay that's all i had that's all I'll, i'll allow it okay well jamsters we appreciate you hanging out with us as per usual here on the sun's jam session podcast on this sunday afternoon we'll be coming to you live after the bucks game which will be a late one uh so yeah tune in then subscribe rate review give us those five star reviews we're reading right here in the pod man uh that's all i got matthew let them know what to do all right go home love your family everybody
1: please